This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine, only on the BetQL Network. I think, Brendan, we've probably got different plans tonight. I know we're both checking out the UFC. I know we're both looking forward to that uh, Gervonta Davis versus Ryan Garcia fight. You got the Miami Heat game coming up tonight, one game to one versus the Milwaukee Bucks. But between now and I guess that boxing fight, I'm supposed to slip in a Mario Brothers movie. Have you seen that yet? Have you taken your kid to go see that movie? Dude, surprisingly, no. I my really? son was bothered. My son loves Mario Brothers, and he was uh, he was bothering me to go see that. You know, I don't remember what it was, but he ended up going uh, like a, a day. He had a Friday off, and my you know my wife's a teacher, so she had off, and so he ended up going with his friends. But I I thought I was going to be their opening night for Mario Brothers movie. I never ended up seeing it. I assume they're probably going to make another one and then another one, just like the video game. So I think, I think you're good there. Um, let's get back into the octagon where we've got action right now from Las Vegas. Let's go ahead and start at the top of the card with the main event. Curtis razor blades takes on Sergey Pavlovich, man. This is one you don't want to miss. Like also it could essentially be a number one contender fight. Now that the heavyweight division is a complete and total mess. Which way are you leaning? I'm looking at Curtis Blades, who's won seven out of his last eight fights. He's won three in a row. He's the favorite at minus 140. And then you got Pavlovich at plus 120. All he does is knocks out everybody and your mama. Five straight first-round knockouts. His average octagon time in the UFC is two minutes and 28 seconds. Where are you leaning tonight? I get why Curtis Blades is the favorite. Don't get me wrong. I think that he is, uh, you know, the guy is contender good. I think the only thing that was really holding him back was the fact that Francis Ngannou was on top of the division. So, you know, he's got to look at this as a golden opportunity. Kind of a, I guess a, what do you want to say? Like a deflating last performance because, you know, he didn't really get to prove himself against Tom Aspinall. Tom Aspinall got hurt. So it's been a while for him. And then you have this absolute killer in Sergey Pavlovich coming in who just seems like he's wrecking everything that stands in front of him. Uh, you know, what he did to Taito Ivasa last time was just insane. He's uh, he's very, very scary. And I think the thing that if you're Curtis Blades, it feels like if he can weather the storm and he can avoid those big shots, then he's usually in a good spot. But we have seen him against these just monster power punchers that does seem to be the Curtis Blades kryptonite. So I'm leaning Pavlovich, especially with him as a dog tonight. I think that, uh, you know, he gets to have his uh, his statement against Razor. But, you know, it, it's tough because Curtis Blades is in this spot where I think that if he has this good performance, is this going to be good enough to, to get a knock on the door? Who knows? Who knows what John Jones basically saying? Uh, maybe, I'll, you know, last week he's back with the retirement stuff after the Stipe stuff. So who knows? Um, but, but Curtis Blades, I think really does need a good showing tonight. If he's ever going to get really into that title picture. Pavlovich looked unbelievably jacked at the weigh-ins. I mean, he's just, just, 
He is scary, bro. And he knocks people out and he comes in with his head down. He meets you in the middle of the octagon. Curtis Blades obviously likes to wrestle. If he gets him down, it feels like it's going to be kind of a contrast of styles where Blades gets him to the ground. Now you're in for something. I think Pavlovich also definitely has the knockout power to end Curtis Blades like he has everybody else early on. Let's move on to the co-main event, BT, where you got – actually, it's not the co-main, but it's my second favorite fight on this card. Bobby King Green taking on Jared Gordon, of course, his last time out. Jared Gordon thought he won the fight. We all kind of thought he won the fight. He got completely screwed. Bobby Green, not the case. Bobby Green comes in as a pretty sizable favorite, minus 260. Jared Gordon on the comeback. You can get two to one. What's your lean on this one? It's another one where I'm kind of a little surprised about how much of a favorite Bobby Green is. I don't know Me if too. that's name recognition, you know, but he's he's coming off, you know, a couple of tough losses. One was of Demakachev, and that was a very short-notice fight. He took it on two weeks' notice, so I don't really want to hold too much of that against him. Uh, but then he got knocked out by Drew Dober. So I, I just think that I'm a little surprised. I don't just I, I'm surprised how much of a favorite he is against Jared Gordon, who, yeah, everybody feels like got the win over Patty Pimblett. He's kind of everybody's darling. And it, you know, really, I think flipped the the script on how people are feeling about Patty the Batty recently. So a little bit surprised on how much of a favorite Bobby is tonight. I don't I don't think that that, that makes a lot of sense. I feel like you want to say Jared Gordon should be the favorite. And damn it, bro, when I saw this fight, I thought he was going to be. I cannot believe not only is he an underdog, but you can get him right now at plus 220. And it's really more all the points that you made on Bobby Green being the favorite. Like, I love Bobby Green. I love his head tattoos. I love his rings. I love the way that he talks, his look. Bobby Green's cool, right? Like, he's a fun guy to put your money on. All that being said, he has lost two out of last three fights, and he's going up against a dude in Jared Gordon who, frankly, is probably an underrated fighter and maybe the odds makers are holding it against him that he has a loss coming off his last fight, which we all know that he won. So I'm with you there, man. I, I like uh, I like the underdog in that fight, and I like the underdog in the main event with Pavlovich and actually thought, because you said that you're not surprised Curtis Blades is the favorite. That feels to me like it's the um, old, what do you call it, the Lifetime Achievement Award. Like in the case of Curtis Blades, we've seen enough of you that you've proven that you're consistent enough. Where in this type of fight, here, buddy, here's your award. You're going to be the favorite, and he is. I don't know, man. Like Pavlovich, it, it, we we did that thing a few weeks ago where we picked who's going to be the champion, right, at every mm -hmm. single weight class at the end of the year. And looking back on what this guy's done, really in the last calendar year, it's tough to bet against Sergey Pavlovich. So looking forward to that fight tonight. Looking forward to the Bobby Green fight tonight. We'll keep you updated on everything else that goes down. Let's take a look back at last Saturday night from the 816 from Kansas City. It was another great card. Max Holloway ended up beating Arnold Allen by decision. First, though, Edson Barbosa knocked out Billy Q. I actually had that one, so I wasn't too mad about it, although I'm a fan of Billy Q. Were you surprised by the way that fight went down? A little bit, a little bit. It's, Me you know, too. I think, I think. Uh, first of all, I mean, yeah, knocking somebody out with a knee up against the cage. I mean, only Edson Barbosa feels like he could pull that off. Uh, you know, a lot of times we just see flying knees, but that man, he truly is like an octopus. Like his legs are arms, basically. And you know, to 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 get Billy Q like that up against the cage and just, you know, it was almost like the view they had on the broadcast. I'm not sure what you had ringside for it, but uh on the broad i was like well what the hell happened did he hit him with an uppercut and then they're like oh it was a knee i was like man that's ed that's that's ed edson barboza at his peak so has to feel good for him you know we've had a couple of these uh these old dogs recently 
uh, feel like everybody was looking at them as gatekeepers. I think Edson Barbosa definitely falls in that category. So to do something that sensational was pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. I was probably, I don't know, seven, eight feet away. I had a great view of it right in front of me. And I still didn't see it happen. It was so fast. I had to turn around and be like, wait, what? What happened? Because like you said, it's not, it's not typically the flying knee that you see. Most of the time when fights finish that way, it's more Jorge Masvidal running across the octagon or at least Corey Sandhagen a step or two. That was crazy. So a good fight, a good finish to that fight. And then the main event didn't end in a finish, but it was definitely a banger. Max Holloway versus Arnold Allen. Before we talk about the fight, do you agree with the decision? Because I was definitely on pins and needles when they were reading the cards. Oh, you no, I wasn't. I thought Max Holloway uh, easily, easily won. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, I, I guess I could see it, like because you know they threw down a lot, but no, I thought Holloway had that one. Uh, you know, pretty, pretty in the bag. I thought it was cool at the end, like he tried to, you know, relive the old Ricardo Lamas moment, and you know, you're Arnold Allen, you try and go him into it. You know, don't get knocked down in that scenario, which he did. Right, but. You know, I thought it was a teaching moment for Arnold Allen. You know, obviously a guy who everybody thinks the world of. Max Holloway just continues to be. There's only seems to be one guy right now in his division who he can't beat, and uh, and that's and that's you know maybe one of the and that's one of the best pound for pound fighters on the planet. But all these other young whippersnappers, they try and get in there and uh, you know take on a guy who is not old, but he's just been doing it forever, and he's just he still looks amazing. But you thought live, you thought that was a close fight. Yeah, I thought it was a close fight. I thought that you could have gave a couple of the rounds, certainly in Arnold Allen. If you would have made me judge it, I would have said 3-2 max. But it was a good fight. Arnold Allen, as you mentioned, at the very end got dropped. To open the fifth round, he came out guns a-blazing. So it, it, was, it was a fun fight. It was a fun card. Um, speaking of fun fights and fun cards, they keep adding to UFC 289 and to UFC 290. First of all, let's talk about... Bilal Muhammad versus Gilbert Burns. Bilal Muhammad plus 140. Gilbert Burns, a minus 180 favorite. Correct me if I'm wrong because my short-term memory has been pretty much shot since college. Didn't we just see Gilbert Burns fight like five minutes ago? Gilbert Burns is the best, dude. Can we just say like three fights in three and a half months? Like what What an absolute no. monster this guy is. Like, yeah, he's he's going to step in the cage and less and after uh, less than a month ago, you know, basically ending Jorge Masvidal's career. You know, he's already got the win over Neil Magny in Brazil. And now it, he's so it, – it's so funny because you think about back to his press conference at 287, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, like I either want to be the backup fighter for, you know, Colby and Leon or just release me. And then it's like, or I'll just fight in a couple of weeks. I'll see you guys <laughs> soon, you know. Like he's just he's just the realist. And and I just like and even in that press conference, you know, he goes, I probably should have said the things I said about Bilal. He's not only a badass, but he's just like he's just an A plus dude. So um, you know, look, I gotta tell you though, like if this guy racks up three wins before we hit June, how that doesn't deserve a title shot, like I, I don't know what else he has to do. I mean, like for a guy to be that active, he definitely deserves the winner of Kobe Leon. Neither one of those guys uh, unless it's like an all-time classic, should get a, a run it back. Uh, Gilbert Burns, he's he just he puts it all out on the line. And, and look, it's a tough one. I'm not ruling off Bilal Muhammad by any stretch, but I just think it's so cool what Gilbert's doing. And a lot of people don't think Colby should be in line for the title fight versus Leon Edwards coming up at the top of the next hour. I'll give you my thoughts on that when BT and I step into the ring against each other and fight because I'm telling you, 
I definitely think Colby deserves that fight. So we'll get into that a little bit later on in the show. Robert Whitaker and Dracus Duplessis at UFC 290. Duplessis has been a cash cow for me, man. Like every time he fights, I make money on him. He finishes his fights. Although Robert Whitaker is a friend of the show. And Robert Whitaker's in this situation where it feels like there's like two or three different guys in the UFC right now. I mean, Dustin Poirier, maybe um, Colby that we just talked about. Where Max Holloway, where they can beat everybody in the division and they've proved it except for maybe the guy at the top. So you were talking about what's next in the case of Bilal Muhammad and Gilbert Burns. If Robert Whitaker wins this fight, what's next for him? Like, does he get another shot at the title? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. What so. the hell is he fighting for? I mean, it's what he does for a living, dude. I think that, like, okay, if you get enough. offered these, if you get offered these, uh, these fights at the top, like, what are they gonna do? They're just gonna keep keep you on the shelf, or they'll put you against some dude they've never, never heard of, and then you end up losing to some guy who we've never, you know, who's not even a contender. But no, look, it's it's definitely a, it does feel like a one sided number one contender fight because Drakus Duplessis, like, it definitely feels like there's some heat between him and Stylebender, and so if he wins. Yeah, I think maybe he's the next one who's going to get a chance to take on Izzy, but it's tough for Robert. I don't know what he can do. Um, nobody was probably rooting for Pajeda to go and win the rematch uh, in at, at UFC Miami a couple of weeks back, then Robert Whitaker. So, yeah, he's in a tough spot because I don't quite think that he's, he's perfect for that weight class. He's not going to go down anywhere. So right now he kind of just has to win by this time and, and hope kind of like Max's with Volk versus Yair that, you know, maybe Yair gets the win and he can slip in while Volk is resting or something, or Volk wants to move up. Like you have to, you have to almost root for the guy who's beaten you a couple times to lose. So you can get back in there and then maybe you'll get it back as champion. I disagree. I don't think that's what's next for Izzy coming up in the second hour of the show. You and I are both going to play matchmaker and we'll talk about what we think is next for a bunch of dudes. What do we think is next for Izzy and Islam and Usman and Dustin and Justin, and I'm a poet, and I didn't even know it. Tapped out here on the BetQL Network with Brendan Tobin. I am the sports machine, Sean Levine. They keep announcing fights, and they're all bangers. 290, we've also got Nico Price and Robbie Lawler. I felt like if you would have told me about three years ago that, you know, I was done with, you know, Robbie Lawler would be out of the UFC and no longer fighting on main cards, I'd say, yeah, it sounds about right. And here he is again against Nico Price. Producer Jake wants to chime in. Yes, Jake. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So just want to chime in real quick. Jeremiah Wells, unanimous decision, Philadelphia 1-0 on the card tonight, UFC. So that was – Very greedy of you. It's not greedy. It was. Jeremiah Wells just want to do a little – like a little Philly shout-out. Like it's That was a Philly shout-out. That was a Philly shout-out. And and let me say this real quick. Hey, Jake, stay on the mic for a second. What's up with Bill Algio, your boy from Philly, calling out Kansas City? When you come to a a city, right – all you're supposed to do, like when you go to San Antonio, where the car was a month ago, you take the mic, you talk about the Alamo. It's easy, right? When you go to Miami, you talk about 
the beach. It's it's simple. When you go to Kansas City, you talk about the barbecue. What the hell is your problem with Bill Algio? What's his problem? Did Did you hear what he said on uh, Helwani's show? No. What did he say? <laughs> he said he was gonna start an Eagles chant, E A G L E S, but he didn't think. Oh, the, I, I thought that was his problem. Just like you, you people can't get Salty. over that damn Super Bowl, bro. Shocking Salty, Philadelphia bitter. be rude. For real. Hey, hate get all you want, it, boys. Jake. That's all. Get over it, Bill Algio. Y'all lost the Super Bowl. It is what it is. Um, also, speaking of news and notes, some dude in a street fight lost to Nate Diaz yesterday. Oh, surprise, my God. surprise. You see that? <laughs> what a terrible idea like, that guy had. Did somebody not tell him, oh, by the way, that's Nate Diaz. Like, of all the people in the world, that's probably one that you don't want to mess with. Coming up next, another guy you don't want to mess with, live from Las Vegas to break down tonight's boxing match. He is Jim Rodriguez, and he's joined us here on the BetQL Network.